The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 346 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Leet and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Fire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, uh, Commander Edla Weiss, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Your Honour, I actually want to talk about Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm-hmm. We have our uh, Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. Hello. And we have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psychit, who's gone quiet on us. Well, hi. Sorry. Hi. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. If you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in game. Where about are you hanging out then, Ben? I'm currently doing a psychic and not pre- and I'm not unmuting myself, but I'm flying towards Lave Station at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'll probably dock up there and then I might look for look for some look for some sunlight or something. I don't know. I'll figure something out. <laughs> um, so, just give him a wave. You don't you don't need to kill him. Just wave at him. It's being nice to him tonight. If you can get to us in game. You can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com/live. Click on the live chat, and you can also go to Twitch TV twitch.tv slash live radio or live radio on youtube or live radio on facebook um so just quickly go around the team see how they've been this week uh we'll start with commander shan how have you been um too hot i've been absolutely baking even working outside it's been so sunny i can't see my screen so i've been really too hot to do any work but i have to do it so i've been sitting in the garden drinking lemon tea and trying to work. That's how I've been doing because it's been too hot. Wow, excellent, um, Ben. Yeah, I've been. I've, you know, like everyone else in the UK, you know, as soon as it gets above twenty-one, I've been too hot too. Um, but I've been home. I've been in space. I've been 
Um, oh, I helped my son build his PC over the weekend. My youngest son successfully by himself did the Elite, like the I'm a new commander in Elite tutorial thing. Uh, and then he was like, yeah, and now I'm at Maquette Station. What the hell do I do now? Um, and then he can proceeded on to do some other missions. So, you know, without any prodding or encouragement by anyone else. So, you know, that that's kind of, I'm proud of him for that, I suppose. So when you put um, him to work, Ben? My name's not Shan, and I'm not going to fire him off my crew either. No, 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 because what you do, when you get a kid and you get the ditch of the game, you wait until they're competent, and then you give them your account and tell them to do all the farming you don't want to do, and they think they're... Yeah, he's still, he's still only, he's only eight. That's I'm not eight. I am not going to trust him with even a Python. That's the best age. They think they're playing the game and they're actually doing your grinding for you. Yeah, get them while they're young. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing any grinding with my children either. That would just be illegal and get me arrested. Okay, well, moving on from that, Commander Psychit, how have you been for the last week? Um, I've been ill again. You okay. know, keep keeping wrong. <laughs> keeping the I, I don't really know. Um I I woke up on Thursday morning and I felt like I'd been in a fight and also after the fight had drank three bottles of wine with a vodka chaser and that continued pretty much um throughout the rest of the um throughout the rest of the week and I was really, really ill. I'm better now. I got better, but I, I don't I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, just like a weird fluey odd thing but also the heat hasn't helped how do you know you weren't sleep fighting how do i know i wasn't sleep fighting because my husband has not got a bruise on him how do you know you weren't sleep drinking uh because we need to have alcohol in the house ben or maybe psychic's got her own fight club that she oh my god! If I had her. my own fight club, I'd be all over that. I'd be taking bets. It'd be amazing. No, I don't. I don't have that. That that would involve organisational skills that are far, far ahead of mine. I'd have to get Katie on it to be honest. Yeah, but that's the thing. You you don't talk about fight clubs, or you'll deny it. So that's a very good point. That's maybe this Katie. Point. Maybe this Katie is organising it. And well, I mean, I mean, she's just said that we're not allowed to talk about it. So it's probably best if I leave it there. Ah, right. Um, well, let's see. No alpaca news, I'm afraid to say, folks. Sorry for the oh, disappointment. Oh, Colin. Yeah. Uh, we have had a, an update. <laughs> we have actually requests from people on the internet who want to know how Grant's, Grant's bathroom's doing. We don't know how it is. We'll have to get in contact with him. Um, uh, let's see. Lots of elite. Uh, I tried to record a, a top shift 127, but it's just oh, good grief! Recording was a it was a little bit of a challenge, mostly because of the presenter, not for the not from the game, uh, and uh, that's been it. It's just surviving uh, and melting in this heat, which is unusual for a Scotsman, and I'm very grateful for everybody else who didn't mention the football. <laughs> um, right. Uh, Colin, when does your um, pot alpaca arrive? My, you just add the pot alpaca, you know, you just add boiling water and it rehydrates. Right. Okay. I, I, I'm really confused. I don't think it's Colin who's on the pot. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Okay, uh, we'll leave that alone. Um, development news. Okay, uh, now it's been quite a, a, a big week this week. Uh, we've had, um, obviously, uh, Wednesday, uh, there was a... Uh, a request for help with the anarchy factions and systems which are losing influence, uh, hand over fist. Um, so uh, I don't suppose anybody here is affected by that, are they? Well, seeing as our home systems leave, no. Mm. Uh, what are you? What about sending your 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 things like it though? No, we're we're really nice, loyal, abiding citizens. We've got no fight clubs here, not us, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, do you know how Privateers Alliance was finding things? Um, I know. That... No, I don't. I don't know about PA at all anymore. Right. I know they're they're not um they're not anarchy either, so it okay. wouldn't affect them. Um, I know. I know there was a couple of places that were that were really struggling, and then I saw like notes somewhere saying that some people were getting it under control a little bit. Uh, from what I understand, I think the Diamond Frogs are suffering quite badly at the moment. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's um, <laughs> they're they're after basically uh, information to try and track this issue down because it did seem to happen on patch one. Um, and then we moved on to Thursday, which was update three day, if you like. Now um, we found out how many many patch and patches and fixes there were. It turned out to be about one hundred and sixty which was reasonably impressive. Um, just quickly go around the team, see what their impression of the patch was. Uh, ben, what did you think to it? I'm currently trying to decide, because basically I've been away from Elite from Thursday, well, Wednesday evening, through till about 40 minutes ago now. And I'm actually getting lower, less frames than I was last Tuesday, so... Or last Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, that is quite surprising. Um, oh, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, I'm in late station on medium and getting 24 frames at, at the moment. Right. And that's uh, worse than I was last week because I was up in the 30s. Right. Um, Psychic. I've seen in, in stations and on planets probably around a 10 frames increase. Around that, it definitely feels like another incremental step in the right direction for me. So, right. So you're getting better performance. Ben's getting worse. Shan, have you tried it? Uh, I have not. No, I've updated my game. Mm -hmm. um, but due to trying to plan the next few weeks, I just have no time to do any gaming whatsoever. So I, I'm kind of leaving it until it's all done. And then I'll try it and give a final verdict at the end. Because at the moment, it's kind of like trying to judge a meal by the quality of the fried bread. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, personally, I've, uh, I've, I've had the, the, the same as Ben and uh, as Psykit. Uh, there are bits which have sped up, which have been normally in space, approaching planets and driving around planets. Those all seem to have sped up. However, um, Approaching stations, for some reason, took a hit, as did walking around settlements. I kind of gained 10 frames for the stuff that was good and lost about 5 frames for the stuff that was bad. So I don't know what's happened there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, on top of that, there was a small 
update um, 3.01, which happened on Friday. Um, Chan. Oh, well, I was going to ask about the FPS. On gaming benchmarks, you often see like a little graph of minimum, maximum, and average FPS. Has anyone produced that? For this patch so we can see because it sounds like from what ben was saying and what you're saying you know you get good peaks but then it drops down below the minimum and the average is kind of all over the place because that's the true test of how well the patch is actually working is how's the average fps improved not just the peak i see where you're coming from sham but i'm going to beg to differ there because my average fps is going to be when i'm flying around in space and in space, it's the same as it always was, a good solid 60 FPS. Yeah, I mean, in the on same way. Okay, okay, that's not what you said, but okay. So, yeah, if you mean if I'm walking around Lave Station, how is it going? Yeah, I mean, obviously... Right, the, the okay, I thought you benchmark. meant for over a whole session. Yeah, you need a control to do a meaningful benchmark, and, and that's kind of what I was getting at, because when you benchmark a game, either the game has a, 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 a script it runs through, doesn't it? Hmm. Or you do it in the same place and you do the same things. I'm just wondering if anyone's actually done that. Um, well, not that I'm aware of, but if uh, anybody in the chat or if anybody would like to do that for us and give us some results for next week, we would appreciate it. Shorty is saying that they're getting 60 FPS in power buildings. Well, that's good for them. Wow. They need to use the resolution. Yeah. Quick question for Commander Shorty, actually. Are you the same Commander Shorty who is related to Commander Karash? Or are you a different Commander Shorty? Uh, and yes, also, if you can tell us your graphics cards, how much RAM you got, what resolution you're at, and what... Your bank um, number and pin is. Yeah, give us all of your details, your social security number as well. That'd be really helpful. Thank you. <laughs> Do not tell Ben your inside leg. <laughs> <laughs> um... Moving on from there, um, we have to congratulate the uh, the Anti-Xeno Initiative. Um, they claim they've diagnosed the elusive heart bug, which causes issue when fighting Thargoids in a wing. Uh, to quote them, we have reason to believe that the elusive heart bug is triggered by an authority transfer of the interceptor between interceptor NPC between commanders. Info has been passed to Frontier, and in the meantime, they've found the following workarounds. Uh, one, if fighting as a duo, use the wingman navlock to drop in, uh, as that's less likely to result in authority switches. Instances with uh, number two, instances with NPCs are also less likely to exhibit the heart bug. In other words, uh, uh, com uh, anti-xeno combat zones, etc. Instances where guys jump into the instance, uh, such as mega ships, will generally not trigger the authority transfers. Uh, <laughs> yes, I should point out that the authority transfer, I mean, is, is a, a networking term uh, uh, as, which the authority transfer happens between the commanders networking. So, um, not not the cops. The authority transfer is, I'm the, I'm the system of authority, uh, Colin jumps in on me and I'm basically the one controlling all the things. Yeah. All of a sudden, something happens to my network. Maybe it takes a, a slight hiccup, and it goes, "Oh no, everything's going wrong." Uh, Colin, you take it, and then yeah. I pass the ball over to Colin. That's what they mean. Thank you for that. You did a better job than me. Um, in general, 
uh, please avoid having another commander jump into an instance where a guide has already spawned. And if possible, uh, move away from the drop point before the other commanders drop. Uh, however, the bad news is, since then, uh, FDFQA have said that they can't replicate the bug. Uh, so if anybody can help out by sending in extra logs, um, we will attach the appropriate issue tracker numbers in the, in, in the show notes. Um, Jan. Yeah, trying to do the workarounds sounds more complicated than actually trying to fight the Thargoid, doesn't it? Um, it <laughs> I, I think it's mostly a case of make sure that you're both in the... In the uh, um, you both join the instance together using the, the navlock, and then you should be fine. So All what other happens if someone joins the instance after you started your fighting, that causes the problem. Right, so what happens if, say, you and I are fighting a Thargoid, mm -hmm. you have to jump out to repair or reboot repair and then jump back in again. Is that the same or is that different? Um, that's the same. So chances are if I have to jump out again, if I jump back in, it won't transfer the authority back to me uh, and basically I might not be able to damage the heart. Science needed. Mm. Yes. So, if you if you could help Frontier QA uh, there with the uh, with any logs, if you have that issue, uh, we will, of course, uh, we supply the links in the show notes. Now, it came to uh, some extra super cruise news that we weren't able to cover on uh, last week because we had Arthon. Um, there were some things to, to comment about last Tuesday, and then we'll go on to this Tuesday. Um, first of all, um, they announced last week that they had no, there was no comment on Thargoids on foot. They were, they were quite, uh, very good at avoiding the subject, I thought. Um, there are no CQC updates planned for the moment. Uh, the big one for last week was there are no plans for ship interiors. Uh, in addition to that, no plans for crossplay either. Um, although the reason for this might not be what we think. Um, thanks to a document leak from the ongoing Apple versus Epic court case, we found out that Sony charges companies extra to use their PlayStation if their game has crossplay and has microtransactions. Now, Elite would fall into that category, and that might make crossplay financially untenable, even though it's technically feasible. Um, I don't know if Microsoft has the same policy for the Xbox. Does anybody know that? I haven't seen that document to verify even the Ap Apple versus Epic court case information is correct. Microsoft might have that, but it would go against the spirit of them trying to join their Xbox and their Windows 10 gaming platforms together. Yeah. Together. So yeah. they might, but I, I I can't see why they would want to. But then I don't understand why Sony wants to be a bunch of dicks either, so hey. <laughs> yeah, well, Sony haven't really allowed Final Fantasy VII Remake to come over yet, so I'm not happy with Sony. Anyway, <laughs> and then we move on to today's uh, Super Cruise news. Well, um, yes, uh, there was a lot of talk about the bookmarks and the point of interest improvements that will be coming on the Galaxy map on Thursday, as well as lightning fit 
lighting fixes, star fuel brightness fields. Um, the promise of power play answers soon. A dev stream by the end of the month. And then we got the news that there will be probably a one-week delay to um, update five. And then the big one, which uh, was, um, as far as they're concerned, once all the bug fixes are fixed for VR, that's it. There are now no more plans for any more VR uh, for Odyssey, which means that the on-foot stuff will remain as basically flat screen. Okay, let's go around the, the, the uh, team for a reaction on that one. Uh, Shan? Um, well, the, on the one-week delay, um, there's a rumour going around that they need to give an additional week delay to give us time to be vaccinated against Thargoids. Um, but, but in terms of VR, uh, it, it's incredibly disappointing news because I, I don't know about you, but when you saw VR, I kind of didn't want the, my extent of VR to be looking at my headless body in the cockpit. Or, yeah. you know, it's, I, I understand it in a way because we talked about the limitations of locomotion and if they're having FPS issues in the main game, they're never going to hit 90 FPS for VR with current performance so i can kind of get where they're coming from but yeah that is disappointing mm. uh ben i'm gonna go with a glass half full attitude that i was talking about in the in our pre-show is like yeah i have a feeling that frontiers strategy shall we call it for what's coming is if it's not currently planned out and on the roadmap, it is not in development. That does not mean it's not up there as a sticky note in somebody's head as something what we would like. Now, I think what they're doing is sensible. I think, you know, saying it doesn't exist until it's on the roadmap makes a lot of sense. Um, you don't want to give anybody false hope. And I don't want to give anyone false hope either, including myself. Um, but Frontier know how much of a selling point VR was for Elite. On the other hand, we all have to rec rec recognise that VR was actually a, hey, look, guys, this works, kind of quick win for elite back in the back in the original game days and the audience whilst they've been vocal whilst they've been oh my god this is amazing the audience percentage numbers have never really been that big and it doesn't it doesn't include any of the consoles so i could understand if it really is never say never but i'm i'm in the camp of it's not being done until Frontier say it's done, and Frontier will say it's going to be done at some point. Right. Okay. Um, Psychic. Clear as mud? Yeah, pretty much. Psychic? <laughs> I, I have a really difficult time um, sort of sharing an opinion on this, being someone who's never, never really experienced VR and it not being something that entirely affects me it feels like i'm not qualified to be able to talk on it however oh, good. Um, however Excellent. however 
if VR suddenly became super cheap and super affordable, if the technology suddenly got um, 100% um, so much cheaper, then I reckon it would come more to the forefront of Frontier's plans to showcase how brilliant other people's experiences in VR have been. Um, However, I totally agree with what everybody else has said in that um, the VR community um, is a um, a, a very small part of the community and it's not um, that small chunk isn't something that they can feasibly focus on when there is a lot more things that are that are that are broken. If that makes sense. Oh, it it makes sense. It it makes priority sense. Um, And to be honest, as as someone who plays in VR quite a bit, um, you know, I'm obviously disappointed about this. But the main issue is that I wasn't really expecting anything until you know them to even look at implementing stuff like this until maybe the new year or at least when the consoles have have had their you know their odyssey upgrade it it just feels a little um it just feels a little that i don't know you know a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the fact that people needed reassurance that you know that once the other the console versions were out that stuff was still going to be worked on it just yeah it just doesn't do much to do that reassurance for, for me, to be honest. Well, I mean, go on, Jim. Um, well, being fair, Colin, um, knowing what's not being worked on is a little bit better than not knowing what's being worked on at all, if you see what I mean. It, it, knowing it's not being worked on, yes, it's disappointing, but I think if you remember back, we were told early on in Odyssey development that VR would be would not be on foot you know so he's not telling us anything we kind of didn't already know and one thing it does actually confirm though is do you remember back when the playstation version of elite was launched mm-hmm. there was a re- recurring question about what about psvr what about psvr oh yeah and i remember that it kind of answers the question about psvr as well so it, it's kind of like it's nice to know it's not. It's not nice to hear, but it's nice to know. I think is what I'm, what I'm getting at. Yeah, and I, I do know that the reaction for this already has been quite strong on the forums. Um, there's been accusations that because they said it was not be available at launch, that uh, people went, "Oh, that must mean that they'll be putting it in later." Uh, has got quite a few people riled up, but. Um, also, to be fair to Frontier, they did say, oh, we're not putting VR in at all in Odyssey. Uh, and then they did change their mind to put in the flat screen and the VR implementation for the ship and the SRV. So, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's never easy when you've, you've, you've given bad news, I suppose, like that. But um, we'll just have to take that one on the chin for the moment and see what happens further down the line okay well um that's it for development news unless anybody's got anything extra to add nope right well um the in-game events this week well we had something completely different this week there was no community goal um instead of a community goal 
Salvation got back in touch, and they were trying to track down survivors of the Hesses there. Psychic, yes. I said it was coming on Thursday. I said we'd hear from them last week, and yes, everybody laughed. And I was like, I told you, and this is my I told you so moment. Anyway, that's fine as you were. <laughs> um. Effectively, the community had to track down the survivors of, of the, the megaship. Um, however, um, <laughs> it took the community approximately 24 hours to find the, the crashed ships, and they were found by Commander Namix sometime Friday morning. Um, for those of you that wish to, to follow the story and discover the logs, you can follow the thread uh, on the forums, which is um, Thread's mystery continuation, new message from Salvation. Um, uh, one thing that I would recommend, if you you want to see what um, the... I mean, last time they did one of these, you had to have actually collected the logs and hand them in so that you would be eligible or you get a message to know that the next part of the of this mystery um, kicked off. So I don't think they've actually put in a reward for the logs this time so far. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, right. I think it's the time of the week for um, the store alert. Store alert! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come pain jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come pain jobs for your art. A story, 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 and welcome back now for those of you who have enjoyed the uh, acceleration paint job which is the one that looks like evil Knievel you can now get that for the crate mark 2 <laughs> anybody else be getting this one because um, yeah it's nice and flat on the top isn't it it's kind of goes more i think than the with the viper because he's got a nice sort of uh, flat surface to uh, enjoy the stars yes although I, I do half expect to have a country and western singer on the top of it singing as you fly <laughs> i'm sure one of my crew members can play the guitar well is that before or after you shook him out the, the airlock no 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 I'd, I'd, I'd give them a guitar and a um, plasma rifle so they could act as a mobile turret when they're not strumming along. Yeah. I don't think I want a crew member or anyone like that to do it. I'm just picturing the Tiger King to do it. <laughs> That's it. If, if you have the one of the... Are you saying that if you have one of those skins, you want your commander ha to, to have a Tiger King haircut? <laughs> That's awful. And I've also encountered an interesting bug, actually, where I'm trying to download some data, and apparently I'm not being allowed not I'm not being allowed to finish it. Mm. Uh, on the bright side, in this settlement, I'm currently getting 50 FPS. Oh, that's good. That's oh, good. That's nice. normally... I just can't leave the game. Uh, I do think it's good to have fun paint schemes like this one. I mean, we can you know you make jokes about Tiger Kings and doing the Dukes of Hazard 
sight, you know, the uh, Duke of Hazzard sound as you fly past or whatever. Maybe you have to climb in through the side window. Great pay so many arcs for different for different honk noises. Oh my god, that is a market that they have not. Oh, they've, they've not utilised that yet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so there, there you are. There you are, Frontier. If you are listening to this, um, they would like uh, new silly noise, new ship beeping noises, uh, and also a Tiger King kind of haircut <laughs> for <laughs> for the commanders. Oh, so would you make what? have the ship like a fart noise when you boost it or something? <laughs> oh boy. Didn't the, the OG crew have sound packs for you know so for your for your lasers and things like that? So you, I don't know you could have like a a Looney Tunes sound pack for your, for our ships because obviously all the noises we hear in our ships are generated. You know we're not hearing any actual pew pews. Well, yes. you, you joke about it, but um, what one of the things that's coming out for my Tesla is something called the Boombox, where you can yep. sample your own sound and then play it on an external speaker when you honk horn or whatever. So it's perfectly possible to like have a the TIE fighter sound when you overtake someone or <laughs> something like that. Oh boy. Anyway. Sorry, can we <laughs> go uh, on? I've man. heard stories about you know some electric cars basically being so quiet that they've had to put artificial noise generators in them. That's a no legal way. requirement. That, that's a legal yeah. requirement. Now, the um, Mrs. Shan's EV has what's called a VES, which gives like a spaceship sounding woo, woo, woo at low speed. Um, but uh, my, my car doesn't, but it's got really big tires, so you, you can't actually hear it coming because of the tire noise. Yes, uh, I, I've noticed that some people on the on the chat want the, that to be replaced by the uh, the coconut sounds from. Uh, oh, people Monty have done Python. that. People have done that. People have got the oh. clip clop sounds coming from, when they when they drive their Tesla really slow. It makes a clip clop sound. Yeah, that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, and they're quite and um, Orange Sidewind is quite correct that the Goon Show had a bagpipe powered taxi. <laughs> Yes, I knew, somehow I knew that would appeal to me. Uh, Possibilities anyway. are endless. It's oh, amazing. I know. It'd be amazing. They really are. <laughs> so there you, there you go, Frontier. If you're listening, fly by sound effects. So, <laughs> and SRV sound effects as well. Then you could do to all sorts of fun sounds, couldn't you, when you SRV bath? <sighs> you could you could pass that over to HCS voice packs. I'm quite sure that they'll take that under advisement. Uh, I'm sure they could do something. Anyway, um, what we're going to do is we will now take a short break and we will come back with our main discussion for the evening. I spend so much time in my Imperial Trader. I find it really hard to meet people. I mean, when do you get the time to go to bars when you're taking on courier jobs for the military? But with venusdating.com, it was so simple. I just put in my personal details and they found me my perfect match. I really thought it would be difficult, but Venus Dating made it so simple, with so much in common. 
We both like movies, walking along the beach at sunset, browsing imperial shipyards, and of course, since we started dating, we've discovered that we both really love <laughs> shooting thargoids. Let your voyage begin with VenusDating.com for every first encounter. Lave Radio, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Are you struggling with paying fines? Do you lose sleep in hyperspace worrying about docking at the next space station? If the answer is yes, then you need to call Carolyn McGrath Fine Management Services. I got scanned while in Federation space and was caught carrying slaves. It was an unexpected expense that I couldn't afford on top of my fines for damage caused whilst docking. We can help you consolidate all your existing fines into a single large fine, payable in regular instalments at what is almost a competitive interest rate. I called Cowell and McGrath Fine Management Services and they helped me pay my existing fines before I got a bounty on my head. They really saved my life. At Cowell and McGrath, we've helped thousands of pilots whose fines had spiralled out of control. I dared not go near a police star system. Got so desperate that I'd almost resigned myself to a life of piracy. Luckily, I found Cowell and McGrath's services before I actually murdered anyone in cold blood. No fines too big, no criminal record too damning. We're here to help you, no questions asked. Find us in the Lave Business Directory. I'd got into debt as a result of a massive counter-lawsuit by Watt and Pritney. It happened because I'd taken advice on Python protection insurance from... Wait a minute! <laughs> it was you! Carolyn McGrath. Minimum liability, zero accountability. Warning. Balances may go up as well as down. Missed payments may lead to repossession of your ship, seizure of cargo or the issuing of a death warrant. And welcome back. Um, right, uh, I'm going to hand over to Shan here because um, you've got some thoughts about how Frontier can go about rebuilding what what you think is a lot of lost trust that has happened since the Odyssey release. So you want to? Start yeah, this is this is more like an open discussion, but I, I have been doing some thinking with my professional non-Shan character with my personal not Shan hat on. Um, but it occurs to me that each time uh, FDEB employee says we will or we are reviewing, it sets an expectation and therefore it, uh, it incurs a debt 
of delivery of that expectation to the customer. And with all debts, at some point, it has to be repaid. Now, I think in this case, I believe it's gotten to the point where for many customers, the debt collectors are at the doors of FDEV and asking, well, where's my money? And so that, I believe, is the magnitude of the trust issue FDEV are facing at the moment. So at its core, I think it's more than just performance issues. It's more than bugs. And we can all list features that have not seen the light of day or been partially implemented or do not fulfill the expectations that have been set over the years. And this debt has become so apparent in the now revealed limitations of the Cobra engine. A couple of years ago, um, Zach and other FDEV employees talked about technical debt slowing down and stunting development. And only last week, Arf said how hard it was to add and change things to the game. Now, back in Lay Radio, um, we, we kind of hoped they were going to go back to resolve this technical debt before starting work on Odyssey. And as far as I can tell, and as far as I know, that technical debt is still there. Um, and because of that technical debt is still there, the additional code, the debt could be even greater than it was. So instead of repointing the foundations and redoing them, they just seem to build a skyscraper on an existing creaking ones. So I'm not trying to be negative here or being mean. It's just the fact that I think it's time for the debt that Frontier has accrued to be dealt with in an open and professional way. Now, I'm going to pause to let people comment stuff before I go on my thoughts. Right. Well, um, okay, well okay, Carl, okay, do you want to go first? No, you go first, Ben. Oh, oh I'm going to agree. You know, as a fellow developer, you know, we all know how, how hacks can slide into things and you know there's nothing so permanent as a quick fix and we've all heard from multiple sources that the cobra engine has a lot of quick fixes in place and it did feel that the whole reason behind beyond was to give them a chance to improve their foundations. Might have done that, but it sure doesn't feel like it. Um, I, short of saying, I don't know what the hell they have been doing, I can't think what else to say, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we look at what's happened with, uh, <laughs> over, the, over the last, what, four years now. So, we've had Beyond, we've had, um, Effectively, two years of two. Is it two or three years since Beyond we've, now? We've had basically four years. It was, well, was FX seventeen that Beyond was announced. Yeah. So and yeah, we've, we're now twenty twenty one. So basically four years. Yeah, four years. So we had a year of Beyond, which, in my opinion, it didn't change. They didn't change anything in um, with the fundamentals. They they did change a lot of the planet work, a lot of the um especially some of the exploration mechanics and they put in a heck of a lot of stuff into the bgs um but i think it's only in odyssey where they've gone and actually dealt with a lot of the issues that the that the, the system has had the, the corporate engine has had and um i think 
because of the state of of the game at the end of Odyssey, I think it's most of the development time has been done um, refactoring most of the most of the standard code into into something which is usable, and that's well, that's caused a problem, I think. But you think what we've got in Odyssey is refactored but non-optimized code? Yes, that's what I'm thinking it is. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Uh, and I reckon that the reason that it has taken so long to get Odyssey into the state it is, is the fact that, um, yeah, it needs it needed that refresh, if you like, in order to make the functionality in Odyssey possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, and we'll, we'll, right. Okay, Shan, you want to go? Yeah. Um- it's, it's important to remember I'm not just talking about technical debt. When I say debt, I mean the debt of expectations against delivering, against that we will do this or we are reviewing this. Because when they say, oh, we are reviewing PowerPlay, that sets, it, sets an expectation that at some point PowerPlay is going to be reviewed and you'll know the results of that. And so uh, what I'm saying is there's a point where that, those expectations need to be addressed. So I think the, the, the work they're doing in terms of you know saying outright, well, we're not doing VR and stuff, that's good. That's a good start. But And this is no disrespect to the community team. I believe it's the wrong person delivering those messages. I think in order to regain trust, I think what we need is someone like David, like he did in the Kickstarter, restating what is now the vision and resetting the expectations of Elite Dangerous. Because otherwise, there's a whole host of questions, a whole host of stuff that people want that we don't know what the status is. And, and ARP is going to be forever kind of answering, what about this, what about this, what about this? And if, if, if you think about when a company undergoes a crisis, it's not usually the marketing team or the PR team fronting it. It's the CEO. Uh, and there's a number of uh, examples that sprang to mind. I mean, the one that sprang to mind was, do you remember back in uh, 2010, I think it was, with the iPhone antenna um, scout thing, you know, where all, all of a sudden... Well, if you touch room. your iPhone and um, in the wrong place, you basically short-circuit the antenna and, and stop it making yeah. calls. Yeah, but it, it, wasn't yeah, an, it, it wasn't an Apple engineer going through and discussing that. It was Steve Jobs standing up saying, well, this is what it is, this is the explanation, this is what we're doing. And one of the things that concerns me about the, this route they seem to be taking with Odyssey is it's I do not know who is owning the problem. You've got Arf communicating it, and he's doing a good job with that. But who's owning? Who is saying, this is my responsibility to get this right. I'm owning this. This is, this is, this is me. And because to be all we respect to Arf, it's not him. Arf is not responsible for project managing and getting this bit delivered. He's responsible for delivering the message, but he's not the person responsible. And I think it's that person who's responsible that needs to be fronting these streams. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're getting some quite good points coming through on the uh, in the chat room on this. Uh, Stuart GT says that Arthur and Co are doing a great job of what they're allowed to communicate. Um, however, the lack of communication on Elite's future, it does seem to be the problem. Uh, which a lot of uh, people have been um, 
agreeing with. Uh, one of the, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> the thing about setting expectations is that we've all heard the same stories about, okay, there's a 10 year plan. There's, uh, uh, people are going back to the Kickstarter constantly and saying, ah, but you said this in 2012 when that's, that's almost nine years ago now. Um, so <laughs> where do you actually draw the line on what expectations are <laughs> expected? It needs resetting because, because as we saw, I think it was on Elite Week, they posted up a clip of David Braden saying, well, you will be able to walk around ship interiors, we have designed the ships with walking around in mind, etc. That is an expectation that people still talk about nearly 10 years ago. The, the whole walking around on atmospheric planets and dinosaur hunting and all that sort of stuff, is that part of it? Because to be fair, I don't feel it is. I feel as though we won't get atmospheric planets to do dino hunting, we won't get Earth-like walking around, we won't get all this stuff that we all dreamed about. And to be fair, I think it would be good to know whether or not we can get we're going to get that at all or not, because I think that's only fair. I mean, I mean, this is the this is the crux of the matter is that you're asking for the same thing that I am I'm asking for, which is okay. What's going to happen after Odyssey? Well, I think that's something we're all basically asking for, really, isn't it? That we all want to know. Basically, I think everybody in the elite community is, dear Frontier, please give us hope. And to be fair to the CM team and to Frontier, they have said, guys, we'll give you something by the end of the month. Mm -hmm. Now, they need to deliver that. And Arthur said, honest, enough times that I'm sure he's correct. Yeah, I believe him. Um, we'll see what they say at the end of the month. It might be, hey, you get a cookie. Congratulations. We told you we we're going to give you something. Or it might be, well, here's a polished turd we gave you. Okay, you have a, a diagram you want to share, Chan. Well, I can share on the show notes, but it's a diagram from one of my consultancy books uh, work. <laughs> and yes, I know. But basically, it talks about how to deal with bad news of the company. And um, so you've got a... Uh, You've got an X and Y axis, and on the X axis is a negative effect and there's a positive effect. And the worst thing you can do if you are um, if you're a company that's having an issue is to lie about it. Um, you know, and then this deny, oh, don't worry about it, it's not going on, you're wrong, whatever. And then you just ignore it, you just kind of just let it, you know blow over and but the uh, the one that's on the negative but actually quite a lot of companies do is acknowledge with spin so you say yes there's an issue but hey don't worry aren't we great we're going to deal with it we're going to be open and honest about it all you don't actually say so you acknowledge the question but you don't actually give you the whole thing the whole message and then as you go to the positive access you then you acknowledge yes there's a problem here's what we're going to do about it basically you do what um Hello Games did with No Man's Sky. Yes, you know the screw, we know you can do this and this and this and this, and you deliver on every single promise that you've made. Uh, build, I, I have to take program. you up the point on that because No Man's Sky, uh, Hello Games never did that. What Hello Games did was they went completely radio silent 
and I mean completely radio silent. They they cut off all communications, and what they did is instead what they they went through and through most of the feedback they got and took out the bits that were constructive and helpful, but they never communicated back. Uh, and they never really have done. It's just been all of a sudden you get a massive dump of content, which everyone just goes, wow, that's fantastic. But yes. they don't actually tell you what they're working on. Yeah, sorry, I remembered that wrong. I go back to my iPhone 4 example then. That's what Steve Jobs did. He acknowledged the problem. He stood up and he explained it in the detail, you know, the, holding it and how it compared with other smartphones. So he acknowledged and he explained the issue in some detail. Uh, and then... The thing that's not done very often but is yields the most positive result is full disclosure. Is You're saying, okay, this is the issue. This is what we're doing about it, and this is it in detail. So you be open and honest about what you're doing. And personally, at the moment, this is how I'm looking at it with my professional eye, knowing very little about what goes on. I believe Frontier are doing the acknowledge with spin approach, and I, I don't think that's going to be helpful to them in the long term. Uh, I'd have to disagree with you there. I would actually say that they're, especially with the news that we've had today, it's not been a knowledge for spin. It's now acknowledge and explain. Because, you know, they have said, right, <laughs> to quote Arf, he's going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> that, drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, drink. <laughs> that, um, A, they've had the news about VR today. They had the news about the ship interiors yesterday. Um, last week uh, and so on and so forth and the thing is the more I delve into things like the ship interiors and so on I begin to realise how much work it would do and yeah that's why they went for the planets rather than the ship interiors because basically uh, I think it comes down to the consoles again where the consoles will not be able to handle ship interiors, yet they want everything to be on the same level. The last thing they want is another split like they had with the Apple Mac. But this is where they need that non, that senior person, that director level, C level person standing up and saying, I own this. It's, you know, I, I, I will do this if it's the last thing I do. And I, that ownership is really missing from it. Because when you, I, I'm sure everyone can think about in the places they work, is that when you have an issue with one of your, with a customer, you don't send in the help desk operative to help the, to sort the customer out. You send in your account director, you send in your senior level guy, who even though they may not know the technical issue, they are the senior public face of the, of the company so that that customer can see we take this seriously. Uh, ben, you had a quick point about the consoles? I do wonder if a part of the issue with consoles is because Odyssey and Horizons and everything else probably are an add-on for Elite Dangerous and Elite Dangerous is an Xbox One or a PlayStation 3 game. Can Frontier turn around and say can they can they turn around and say Odyssey makes Elite Dangerous a PS4 or Xbox X. Is that right? Yes. It's PS5, um, you mean sorry, the PS5. Latest... Yeah. Yeah. It makes it a PS5 or an Xbox X game. And you know, we 
Elite Dangerous Odyssey will not run on the previous generation of consoles. And I don't um, think Frontier are even allowed to say that. I don't, do that. I don't I don't think the uh I I think Arth hinted at something about it being a legal thing. Um, yeah. He said it, it wasn't clear. He'd have to look it up. But um, there might be a case of if you do release this patch, it's uh, for some reason, if you release Odyssey on PC, then maybe LinkedIn to get it to the same level. Um, Psychic. So the, I've said many times the book mm. stops at Braben. Braben still has. Um, a huge vested interest in what is going on in Illy. It's his baby. He still has creative control. Is it him that you want to stand up and say, okay, yeah, no, we fucked up. Or the Braben thing to say, oh, no, we've we've done this and this and this. I, I'm going to take full ownership of it. Or who are you wanting to say this? It need, Well, it depends on how seriously Frontier view this. If it was, if, if I was with my professional hat on, advising Frontier, I would say at a minimum your game director and preferably the CEO. Um, but what I'm saying is you, you, can't, you can't put out someone like DAB or a CM because they're really brilliant to what they do, but their scope is servers or community Your DAB's just online, so it wouldn't make, they wouldn't make the, um, the difference. So, yeah, we so want, in, in, you, you, you want... Specifically, you want someone, you want Braben to do more than what he's done on the forums already. The twice, twice lots of apologies, saying we're working, we're working on fixing this. What, what is it? What is your your perfect example of what someone, what Braben should come out and say? Oh, I, again, if this is me advising it again. This is this is not. I'm not. I can't place any demands on Frontier or anything like that. All I can say is that is that, is that you need someone senior to own the problem publicly and to be fair posting in a forum isn't public not not in that extent so what i would want them to do is i would want them to stand up say i own this now and then have an ama from the community basically allow people allow people to get stuff off their chests whether it's constructive or whatever just basically do an open ama with people um now ideally it would be the ceo but the game director basically you need someone to say my butt's on the line to do to deliver this but you say that and you want like this open ama with the community and all of that you you've seen twitch chat during one of their streams <laughs> very true oh, the way if, if they do that the only way that they can do that is to have something more moderated so it need, it would need to be people. Lots of people come in, give us your questions. For Braben is going to come and do a um, do a big apology or do a this is what we're planning video. If you have questions for um, Braben that are constructive, put them in here and then um, let us work them. Just like uh, Braben well, is coming on an ANA is not going to be useful to anyone. Well, the way I've seen it done before is. Uh, this is in games and another thing is you do have a you basically you say. Uh, whoever this person is is coming on a live stream a week from today or whatever. Please put your questions in this Reddit post or forum post, and you then give them a chance to think of proper answers, detailed answers to those questions. I'm not, you're not, it's not going to be like my elite mastermind, you know, where you get 30 seconds. They need time to consider the answers, but and also to give the level of depth needed. 
But you just basically, you need to make sure that you have a person who you can look at and go, right, they've got this. Uh, And more than that, that you need to make sure that the, the people you're making the commitments to you actually hit those commitments. It doesn't matter which ones, but when you talk about regaining trust, the only way to regain, regain trust is to say, we're going to do this then, this then, this then, and bang, 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 hit them every single time. And it's really, really hard to do. Yes, hard to, hard to do. And that's, that's the issue, isn't it? Um, it I mean, it, it is hard to follow that. I mean, I mean, David Braben's already turned up twice and he's apologised twice. He sort of said, right. Um, and he, he's come out and put these things out unfiltered. I think the main issue that everybody, well, I know that the, personally the issue that I have is that, you know, I'm fine because I know that these problems with Odyssey are going to be fixed. The issue I have is once you fix all the problems and Odyssey is is technically out there are you still supporting the game with extra content and that I think the community needs to know that is it worth sticking with Elite Past Odyssey That's as I said we'll find out at the end of the month hopefully <sighs> yeah so I mean the upshot of all this so far is well so yeah, I think what 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 we're saying is, sorry, Colin, is it's a really hard thing to do to regain trust. Uh, and I guess the question is, is, and it's a two-way thing. We have to be prepared as a community to give Frontier the chance to regain our trust back. There's no point us sitting here with folded arms going, la la la, lot missing. Doesn't matter what you do, I'm not doing. Do you know what I mean? You can't. You can't. It has to be a two-way thing. So Frontier need the commitment to say. This is, you know, to do the steps we've we've talked about, but also on the other hand, with the community, need to be able to be open-minded and grown up enough to know and understand it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. I mean, uh, but it does come down to it. I mean, we're getting comments in the in the uh, uh, in the chat room saying, "You guys know it's all a video game, don't you?" Uh, and well, there is, yes, it is just a video game, but it is a video game that's important to quite a lot of people. Uh, and because it is a ongoing live game, there is always that threat that it will get taken away. Um, yeah, the in response to the video game is the thing is though is this is Frontier's business. This is people at Frontier's livelihoods, and, and yes, we don't kind of owe them anything because hey, we're the customer. But I think it's in our interest as people who want who want to support Frontier and have supported Frontier to give them open and grown-up feedback to say, you know, you're, you've set a whole load of expectations and that has set an, a debt of expectation. And by the way, we'd like, to, we'd like our debt repaid, please. <laughs> um, yes, I, I think someone is wanting your negativity meter to be reinstalled. Well, I hope I'm not being negative. I'm trying to. No, I'm trying no, to be no. constructive here about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not deliberately railing on Frontier because you see it. You see issues mishandled from companies all the way across the spectrum. It's just that this is talking about elite and Frontier, not. I don't know. Yeah. It's um, totally if this yeah. if this were 
random sandal maker number 57, I really wouldn't give a shit. But my wife would. <laughs> you know, this is about a video game I've sunk many hundreds thousands of hours into. And it's a video game I want to sink many more thousands of hours into, to be frank. I mean, it does come down to uh, what your perception of Odyssey is. Is I mean, um, my perception of Odyssey is, is is quite positive at the moment because basically I'm not getting the same issues that everybody else is. Um, I'm quite enjoying the, the new content. And um, although, yeah, I'm disappointed about the the VR and it's not going to impact me. <laughs> Someone's put the negativity <laughs> meter up. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, it's not going to impact me personally um, as much as everybody else. The problem that we've got is, <laughs> is basically with all this, this problem, these problems at the moment, it's hard to see where the game goes after Odyssey is so-called feature complete. Yeah, and what happened to all the other stuff that was in review? What happened to the mysterious list? You know how they used to say, oh, it's, it's on the list or whatever. The, you know, was the list just a, a, a euphemism for the rubbish bin? No, I think the, the list is, as I said earlier in the show, now Arthur is saying, if it's on the roadmap, it's it, we're doing it. If it isn't, it's, you know, it's being talked about but you know it's on the list but he's not wanting to give us any kind of false hope by saying yeah it's something we acknowledge and we're thinking about because that implies we're going to do something about it at some point maybe kind of sort of well that's acknowledging the spin well it's on the list is you know by saying you know hey yeah we're we're, we're thinking about vr acknowledge with spin we have no plans currently for vr is we have no plans currently for VR. Neither says it doesn't mean say in six months' time we won't have plans for VR. Oh, this web gear so said Richard Nixon had a list. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Yeah, um, um, I will have to say one thing. Commander Orange Phoenix has made the point that VR is such a small percentage of the player base. Uh, so it's being left behind, just like console players, businesses thinking nothing more. The the problem with VR is that it it raised the profile of the game so much. It's just that I feel that it, if they if they don't because they've, they've cut off the um, the VR side of things, it's lost that kind of flagship status within the VR community. Um, Psychic. I think, read re the console comment. I, I feel like the reason that we, we're going to be really stagnant for um, content for the foreseeable six months or so future is because they're trying to optimise it to be suitable for consoles. Mm -hmm. So to suggest that the console community is just being left out um, just feels really disingenuous. Yeah, um, the, the main... Yeah, we. I mean, they, I think there's a, there's some console players that are um, a, a bit annoyed about the fact that we're mucking about with Odyssey, which can affect their BGS. Um, and it, it comes back to that old argument again. I don't think that that there'd be a as much problem with 
the console oh here's to me saying is it as as if I I am a console player but I'm not but um if they, if they, if they thought that the player base that honestly gives the um PC player base an advantage over the console player base and that makes them feel that they've been left behind you and I know that they're not left behind because they've got a lot of work to do to get that version of Odyssey working on the consoles. I, it's in Frontier's best interest to get those things out onto the console. It's just... oh, It's just what, Colin? It's just I'm having trouble dealing with the fragmentation. That's all. It's, there's, we've got a lot of people saying, oh, that's it, we're not getting stuff from, for consoles now, uh, or they're annoyed that, they're, they're, that they feel that they've been left behind. And it does feel like it was made clear. And yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff about broken promises and um, stuff that was promised in, in the past. And you're just there going, yeah, there was a lot of stuff there that they were saying, yes, we'd like to, but then technical reality has hit and it's not been possible to do. Yeah, and I think being fair, Colin, and certainly as far as I'm, my thinking is concerned, if they had another series, for example, with, I don't know, David or whoever the game director, just explaining, well, we really wanted to do big game hunting, but it, the code got so complicated or it's so difficult or this, this, and this, it means we can't do that. I think I'd be fine with it because I'd say, well, great, that was an aspiration, but the reality is now this. What we don't know is where the aspiration is, and we don't know where the reality is. So we can't sort of build anything because we're in this Schrodinger's game state. You know what I think we maybe actually need is a 2021 equivalent of that what's happening next in Elite Dangerous that they did put out just after the Kickstarter was coming out, which has got the whole stuff about, you know, walking around on planets said by pretty much everybody. Um, and maybe, you know, these are... I don't know if Frontier will ever say that again because, you know, let's face it, we're holding it to them eight yeah. years after they said it. Mm-hmm. Um but with maybe a little bit more careful wording or something like that, they could say, you know, these are dreams what we have. Yeah, but again, I, this is this is where the um, this is where some members of the community will take something and twist it, because yep. remember the um, the wonderful mock-ups that we got at uh, Leavecom a couple of years ago. Yep. The, the, you know the ice planets. They they made it clear in the artwork, the artwork that, we, no. that they showed us that this is what they were aiming for. This is this is what we would love yeah. to see in the game, and it hasn't made it in. It hasn't made it in. But then this is what confuses me, though. The ice worlds that we saw on the stream just before Odyssey was released looked very, very similar to what was in the artwork that we saw at LaveCon. Yeah, they're not in the game either. Oh, no, I've come, I've come across Ice Wars like that. Okay, so in that case, I, then, I would, are, if they're there, there are, then I would say that what Frontier promised us is, or what Frontier showed us at LaveCon uh, in 2018 or whatever it was, if they're there, then I'd say it's in the game, and we should stop moaning. 
Well, you see, this this is this is the issue is that because people haven't found stuff similar to that picture, that they, they, mm. they have gone and said, right, that's what they promised us. No, and that that was the problem because people are saying that's what they promised us when I, when they made it clear again and again and again that no, this is what we're aiming for. And, and I think what you're describing, Colin, is indicative of the erosion of trust that's there because if people trusted frontier then they'd see they wouldn't be able to pick out ice planets this and this and this they'd just kind of say yeah okay uh, we know they're there somewhere do, do you see what i mean it, they almost is a, a demand of give us proof give us this give us this give us this because we don't believe what you're saying anymore and uh, and that trust issue needs to be addressed otherwise I'm not sure what's going to happen. Right. Well, uh, I think, is there anybody want to bring some final points to this or just thinking of wrapping this, this one up? For me personally, I am giving Frontier the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. We'll see what we get at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. I desperately hope it'll be what we're asking for and what we want but i'm not holding my breath well what is it you want because I'm, I'm i'm still i must admit i'm still a bit confused what what is it that people want i i thought i was quite clear i, no, I, was, I, was, talking, I was talking to ben okay so my gate my goal my my dream for elite has always been grand theft spaceship essentially mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, and key parts of that were we've seen in the concept art from back during the Kickstarter days of people running around doing EVAs on their spaceship, of us running around corridors like CD corridors on Coriolises, mm-hmm. not running around the Chuffing Airport terminal. Well, it's the departure lounge of an airport terminal. Yeah. So, so, so basically, get... you're wanting them to... Uh, because the, the the size of a Coriolis is absolutely massive, and as is the size of... of um... It doesn't have to be the entire Coriolis. Why can't we get in a lift and go to the bar area, in inverted commas, and get in a lift and go to residential section 31 in the outer ring on the platform. Give them different gravities. Let us be able to jump. Um, We could maybe go to an admin and an ops area and we could actually get official missions from all the official representatives at Lave. We could go to some... Why has this place gone red? What's Miggles done? We could maybe go to some dodgy back alley because we all know I love going to them. Um, and that's where we'd pick up our illegal goods. Not, I'm wa- not walking around the bloody extent, the airport terminal. It's like, hey, I've got a job. Could you go murder five people for me? So effectively, you want Star Citizen style um, stations in every system. That's- generalizing, but I, I wouldn't say no if we got something like that. I mean, I do want EVAs, and that's Star Citizen. Yeah, you're right. I do want ship interiors, and that's in Star Citizen. You're right. 
They also okay. want it in every system in the galaxy, and that's really dangerous. I think part of the issue um, is, I'm just listening to what Ben has been saying, is his, his expectations of what he wanted is very different to what I wanted what? or what Colin wants or what whoever mm -hmm. wanted. And we I all think, want different things. Yeah, and I think that's what comes back to what I was saying earlier is we need someone to stand up and say, this is what you're going to get. And just so that you know, ben, can, ben can set his expectations accordingly or I can or whoever can, I can say, oh. this is what you're going to get. That's that's exactly what they've they've been doing. That's why everyone's upset about this no ship interiors. That's why there's a they're they're saying that you know they're not taking VR any further. It, they they are beginning to set those expectations. But it's kind of like getting a, it's it's question. It's like a question. I guess the question though, isn't it? It's like you have to ask the question. To get the to get the response, it should be someone owning the whole thing and saying, "Look, what you've just asked for Shan. You've just asked for people to ask questions to them, and they're answering these questions." So, do, do you know what I mean? It's like they they they're answering questions honestly and openly. Yeah, but that's yeah, but I'm with saying a yes it. or no answer, and it's still it's it's still not good enough, and there's still someone else needs to take ownership for it. Is it just that you just will flat out not believe the CM team, and it has to come it's from not about, at this it's point? Not about the CM team. Sorry, it's about how to manage customer expectations and how to manage a crisis and putting you the. Uh, Look at any kind of company that's had an issue. Or you can take the British, I mean, yes, I know you do a brilliant job all the time, but take a, take a look at uh, British government, COVID uh, things. They, when it's Boris who stands up, it's Matt Hancock who stands up and says, this is what we're going to do. They don't get the, the doctor or whoever it is to stand up and, and say, this is what we're going to do. It's all about making sure you've got the right person with the right level of seniority. Now, if that's if that's a CM, then great. Tell us the CM is now a game director. But it's all about setting that this is the right person. We take it senior enough to put a director level person in front of the community and do that. And it's just how it's done. Right. Well. Okay. Um, I think this is this is getting um, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit fractious. We're going to have to... Uh, it's a bit circular, really. Yeah, it is. We, we do feel like we're going round in circles again. And until... Oh, God, I keep on saying this. Until we get more information, um, we probably still will be going round and round in circles again. <laughs> I did, listen, if you listen carefully, I can hear the theme tune to the Magic Roundabout in the background. <laughs> anyway, um, Shan, did you want to? Did you have a a happy segment to end on, or is, well, is that it was going to be part of a community corner, really? Um, so ah. I don't know whether you want to talk. Well, we haven't talked about LaveCon, have we? No, the that's going to be the next bit of bad news. So, so yeah, so let's put all the bad news together, and then I'll do my bit at the end. Yeah. Right, we'll see whether or not. Um, now, we have to touch on the community corner, and I'm afraid to say, uh, yes, we have further bad news to announce uh, as far as LaveCon's concerned. Um, following the announcement from the UK government, um, uh, both Alan and Karen have made the difficult decision that LaveCon 2021 will be online only. The online event will be the same dates, which is the 2nd to the 4th of July, 
And this is because the, the limit of the size of the indoor gathering and mandatory social distancing makes an, an event of this nature impossible to hold in person. Obviously, we're sad about this. I think everybody on the cruise had heard this because I think we're all looking forward to it. Uh, but um, Karen and Alan knew that they were taking a risk by planning it so early in the year. Um, for those of you who have booked tickets, we will be emailing you with the choice of carrying your ticket over to 2022. If the hotel prices go up, there may be a small surcharge. Full refund. Um, if you have a VIP ticket, you'll have the option to receive the VIP merchandise and have the refund carry over to next year as a gold ticket. Um, you could have the option to upgrade back to platinum next year. Uh, please note that the default position will be to refund your ticket if we don't hear from you. Um, please do not message me about tickets via uh, Facebook. Don't contact Karen over Facebook, uh, Twitter or the social media. If you want to get in touch, please drop them an email uh, at the usual uh, address. Um, uh, they'll also be selling the 2021 polo shirts, LaveCon face masks, LaveCon hoodies, and any leftover merch packs on our website. Um, we aim to get get these to you before the virtual event, subject to post and deliveries. Um, we'll be posting about the virtual event soon. Please feel free to add, uh, to make suggestions or offer to host content, etc. Any streaming that we can from the community, we will be happy to report those. Um, ben? I want to just add in, please also don't send a PM to myself, Shan, Psykit, or Colin, or any of the other Lave Radio crew. The only person to let, get in touch with is Karen. And I'm just digging up the email. I think it's info at HWS events, but I'm trying to find it out. Uh, you were a little bit too quick for me there, Colin. Sorry. Uh, contact yes. HWS. There we go. Um, email HWS. That's what I want to do. Come on, email. Clicky email. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. It is. Oh, I'm going to crash into the live station. Don't do that. So no, if you want to get in touch with Karen, the email address is admin at hwsevents.co.uk. Um, because, yeah, Karen's getting pinged left, right, and center, and there is a liability that if you send her a PM, it might get lost. Whereas if it's sitting in her email, she's got it marked as done, and it just makes life so much easier for her. So that's admin at hwsevents.co.uk, and I will add that to our show notes. Excellent. Thank you very, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm scared to ask everybody. Uh, how do you feel about no LaveCon then? I am absolutely devastated about it. I've been waiting for LaveCon for two LaveCons now. And yeah, um, I, I kind of saw it was in the writing on the wall. But you, you know, you just keep kind of hoping it's not. But yeah, I just want to thank Karen for at least trying her best. To make it is that a bit like us hoping for a good odyssey? I'm not going to comment oh, on that. Sorry, that's sorry. too baiting. I, no, I thought that was a, that was a bit bad. I know that that was because it's too I'm, obvious. Having, I'm having a good odyssey. So to you, 
Um, right. Uh, so, yeah, on on that note, we'll move on to the Hutton Truckers. Um, for those of you who have listened to the Hutton Truckers recently, uh, you will be aware that Alex Zuno, that pirate-popping pilot who regularly tops the list for bounties, has created an online guide of how she does it and how you can improve your PVE. Um, uh, a press release uh, has been forthcoming and it goes as follows. Imperial Navy intervention and rescue approved for Galnet public release. Uh, Hunter, a first-hand account of fast, fierce, and effective starship combat for the 34th century. Go to https inverse.space slash hunter. Uh, that link, of course, will be in the show notes if you wish to. Um, as far as just to quickly go back to LaveCon, we've also got to acknowledge that the amount of work that Dear Old Sao Cow and um, his brother Simuf have put in in the preparation for hopefully the live event, they they do go above and aboard the above and beyond the call of duty in most of the time, and yeah, it's it's gutting for for everybody involved who who wants to put on basically a decent live con. So yeah, next year it's going to be amazing though, right? Yeah, we hope so. Better be. <laughs> it's going to be phenomenal. We're going to make Stop up for it. it. This I'm year's going to be amazing. Year. I'm going next Yay. year. I'm actually going to go. Yay! But yeah, you know, I was saying next year's going to be amazing. I see no reason whatsoever why LaveCon 2021 can't be amazing either. Mm-hmm. Just not in person. It means you know. It means you're paying. However much for a bottle of beer from Tesco's instead of four pounds from the Sedgebrook Hall Hotel, and if that's not a benefit, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, yes, buy your own beer instead of buying overpriced beer. Ah, right. Um, now we have actually had a question. Um, we've had a com- uh, a question from uh, Commander uh, Dukey. Who's um, who asks us? I'm just wondering if any of the Lave radio crew have had problems trying to board their ship from an SRV in Odyssey. Um, a big thank you to Flossie for trying to help me. But logging into the game the other day after the update, I'm still stranded beneath my ship. Yeah, I can know I can reboot into Horizons and appear in space, but I just wondered if anybody else had the same issue. Since Odyssey landed, I seem to have spent more time downloading patches than actually playing the game. Um, well, I'll do. I'll, I'm afraid to say that um, I had something similar where I got. I actually got stuck in a. Um, I, in basically what can only be described as an anti-mountain. <laughs> there seemed to be this massive, deep three-kilometer hole, which I was happily driving along uh, my SRV, and I just went straight down it, and there's no way you can get out. I'm afraid to say the only way that I got around this was actually by logging into the um, into the Elite Dangerous base game, not even Horizons, the base game, and then logging back into into uh, Odyssey after that, and then driving back down again. I found there was no way to get that SRV back into the ship if it, if it's if you're sh- if you're kind of trapped. Um, I, I want to raise two points to this actually, if I can, Colin. Okay. First of all, should have called the Kingfishers. 
That is correct. Is that what they're calling themselves? That's what they they have always called themselves. You learned that really recently, didn't you, Ben? That was part of <laughs> um, a quiz that someone. Oh shit! What's his name again? I can't remember. Um, no, we're gonna, we're gonna let you founder. Don't it. worry. Yeah, that that's the that's that was in the quiz that Prime Dan Casual did recently. Um, but yeah, the the Kingfishers it sounds exactly like their job. Uh, speaking to Ducky's actual problem, managed to resolve. I had an issue getting in in my SRV, and I was lucky in that I fixed it just by logging in and logging out again. But I know you know he's tried that, and that didn't help him sadly. Uh, Only other thing I'd say is support ticket, maybe. Yeah, that is. Normally, the support guys are very, very good with that. It's just yeah. uh, I do know they're very busy at the moment. Would you lose a lot of your the materials you're holding as well? I wonder. Well, you shouldn't lose any materials. You might lose cargo, but you wouldn't lose your materials because as soon as you pick yeah. up your materials, that's it. You're in. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Skull, for for reminding me of PTC as well. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah. there in the end. They made me suffer, but I got there. Right um, now, for uh, for the last bit of the discussion, Shan, you've got a closing remark about community. Well, it's not really a closing remark. It's more of a a kind of rec- community request, really. Um, I, I'm sure none of you have noticed how positive I've been recently. Um, <laughs> but what I what, what I'm asking for people to do is, I really want to rediscover the wonder and fun of Elite because I know it's there because people tell me it's there, and I've I've had it in the past. So what I'm asking people to do is give me suggestions of things I can do, places I can go, or even offer to I'm even offering to to wing with me and promise I won't blow you up or anything. No stupidity life like that. It's just <laughs> basic. It's just basically show me parts of elite that you find amazing or wonderful or fun, and then what we'll do is uh, they, they don't. These other guys don't know this, but then what we'll do is each week I'll report back on what I've done. So maybe the community can kind of try it for themselves. So we actually get a bit of positivity going on, um, rather than this jaded kind of grumpiness. That's about. So there we, there we have it. We have a call for help from Shan. TLDR sends, sends Shan beautiful things. <laughs> oh, well, do you remember when, for example, when Colo visited the, um, I think, the one of the nebulous the first time and, or whatever, the, you know, you see a real sense of wonder. The first time you got hyper-addicted or your first time you did this, it's out there in the game. We know it is. It's just getting back, to, getting that back again and Let's show me stuff I might have missed. Commander Zlar has actually raised a very good possibility for you, Shan. You need to men- mentor a brand new player to the game and then live vicariously through them. Yeah. And I can, um, actually, I can actually agree with that because, you know, seeing my son and my brother-in-law's eyes as they're discovering slash rediscovering the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, oh my god. Mm, only two of them they are a master and an apprentice. Mm, yeah, great. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> it was just before Odyssey that I got like 
the rest of my D&D group into um, into playing. And it's been really nice. Well, it was a few months before Odyssey, um, but it's been really nice um, hearing their reactions to certain things. Or like anybody who... Um, there's been a couple of times that people have stopped by the stream and said, oh, I'm brand new to Elite. What, what, where would you recommend that I go and stuff like that? I want to see something really pretty. And obviously the Spirograph Nebula is just around the corner. But things like things like that would be... It, it, yeah, I mean, it's I'm nice up, seeing it through other people's eyes, definitely. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, up, I'm up for that. I mean, um, I mean if, um, if Colin wants to help out learn to play the game, I'm available. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't resist. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I mean this. This this does. Yeah, sound... it, is, it is that sort of thing, though. I mean, I, it's it's something I've done in other games, to be fair, and I've even done it in Elite. I mean, I helped Crash get his Elite in combat and all things like that. So, yeah, anything like that. Just I, I don't want to say show me a good time because Ben will take the wrong end of it. But you, you know, like a chat and run. Yeah, this does sound like a potential LaveCon panel. Cheer up the old git. So, <laughs> so be a game show. Actually, no, hashtag cheer up the old git, I think, is the right way to go. So if anybody would like to contact us um, using the hashtag cheer up the old git, that would be a useful and, way of knowing we can pass it on to Sean. Yes, but hashtag cheer Cheering up the old git. Cheer up the yep. old git. Right. Cheer up the old git. <laughs> yeah, lots of people saying, yeah, show them a good time, but not with the wrong end. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this is this is going to go dark very quickly. I think we should finally move on. Now, um, before I close anything out, has anybody got any other business they'd like to quickly... Um, Touch on? Are we all happy? To touch on the recent, uh, the recent trailers about certain Bethesda games. Um, oh, okay. That oh, who was it? that? It was a brilliant video game trailer. And I can't remember it. Oh, that would be the um, Outer Worlds two. That's it, Outer Worlds two. Yes, and I, I love that trailer as well. Yeah, because I I thought they're doing a Mickey take of No Man's Sky, because. It was. I yeah, and uh, yeah, it it was a fantastic deconstruction of every single major dramatic um, uh, E three trailer I've seen for ages. Yeah, it was. A, I loved. I loved the Edwards two trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and just as an off-topic, did anybody else see the Starfield thing? I did. I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, there was a trailer for Starfield, which is this new space game from Bethesda. Um, they, they claim it to be 25 years in the making. Uh, but apart from showing someone getting on a spaceship and the spaceship taking off, there was nothing more to it than that. Has Bethesda been going 25 years? Probably. I'm trying to remember when Fallout came out. because that. I thought it also showed them walking around like a hangar or something, or somewhere that had loads of cargo bays. <laughs> GT, Stuart GT says 25 years because that's when their last IP was made. Oh, 1986, according to Wiki. Oh, oh definitely then. Wow. Yeah, uh, so I can't remember who it was. One of my teammates at work was like, yeah, so seeing 
postcard postcards from the eighties. No, uh, that's it. It was a book book cover from the eighties. And I'm like, wow, that's forty years ago. To which I was like, oh, gee, thanks, thank you so much for that. <laughs> that that hurts me in my soul. But... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the trailer. I mean, the question I have in mind is just how big is the game and just how varied are the planets and and that sort of stuff. Because the really hard thing to do which Elite tries to do is make the stuff as varied and whatever as possible. When you look at that, because I know if it's, if it's like an Elder Scrolls game, that looks beautiful, but you're still either on Tamriel or Skyrim or wherever. You're not. You haven't got the whole world of the Elder Scrolls to travel around in. Wasn't there one Elder Scrolls game which you did have the entire world to travel around in? I mean, I, I think, doesn't the Elder Scrolls Online have the entire world? And it's one of the reasons why. No, not I don't think so. I think it has it has regions of the entire world. But you can kind of see what I mean. Is that you? You can have amazing graphics, or you can have a huge procedurally generated sense of scale. It doesn't seem as though you can have both for the current level of tech we've got. Again, I have to take effect because some of the places I have visited, I think the graphics are absolutely astounding, and I think that's a little unfair. Anyway. Uh, in ESO, Colin. In ESO, the graphics are fantastic, or where? Well, where I've discovered in ESO, yes. Oh, okay, right. I mean, if anybody wants to review the, my uh, streams that I've done on on exploration, and uh, you're welcome to have a look at this. But so, is, is ESO procedure generated, or are they levels and graphics people put in the game? Is that is that? I, I haven't played ESO very much. I wouldn't know, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this, Commander Eleven says, "Well, forget ESO. Skyrim's got mods. I haven't got. I haven't played ESO for quite a while because my free account I've just left. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to be it for the evening. So, um, we'll give the shout-outs. Uh, so, first shout out, of course, is to our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. It broadcasts on a Thursday at half past eight. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you want the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. Did you know that these guys have actually celebrated their five year anniversary lately? Wow. Yeah, it's been going five years. And so far, and this is an official total, they have now 14 elite CQC commanders. For five years, they have 14. 14. Oh, bless them. (laughs) And we thought VR was the red-headed stepchild. Um, we should also give a shout out to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts which have appeared over the last year. Uh, so we have, well, it's a lot longer than that now. So hi to Loose Screws, um, Elite Week, uh, Flight Assist. Uh, the Spanish speakers have the Elite Cast. There's the Canon Podcast, the Fatherhood Podcast, Squeaking Fuel, System Chat, the Guard Frequency, uh, Allograb AM, uh, and uh, yes, if you want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast. That's created by our station commander, Alan Stroud. Uh, following this, we have a Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Uh, 
Uh, we'd like to thank all those who have chipped in at the Twitch chat. And has anybody buzzed you, Ben? Yep, I've been running around with Commando Niggles whilst I've been doing some, giving some stations their power back. Excellent. Hello to Commander Miggles. Thank you for keeping our Ben company. Um, special thanks, of course, goes to Commander Tokuso, who's created the music for the introduction of the show. Uh, but that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, and you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if you'd like anything, if you'd like, let me start again, or if there's anything you'd like to, us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Sean, thanks to Ben, thanks to Psykit, and special thanks goes to our uh, tech specialist, Commander Ventura. Uh, so, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Digest 15th of June 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, marginally irritating bugs. An open letter to the Pilots' Federation. Theta silence. Is it the calm before the storm? The Anti-Zeno Initiative is finding the space bugs more irritating than usual. Despite their best efforts to eliminate the Thargoid pest from all human-inhabited systems, the spiders from space are clinging on with an annoyingly persistent marginal presence in Atlas, HIP-18390 
HR1183 and Pleiades Sector IR-WD1-55. This is despite weeks of their ships being shot into tiny pieces of iridescent space goop. It should not be possible for the celestial starfish to remain in a system once they've all been pumped full of Guardian Gauss ordnance, and yet they remain. What is the Thargoid High Command up to? What is so special about these four systems that more and more reinforcements are being pumped in, despite the terrible losses to Thargkind? The AXI has instigated what it is calling Operation Q-Ball. Q? As in snooker, not the letter. To find out if it is possible to eliminate the Thargoids from these four systems, the entire might of the operation which boasts some of the best anti-Thargoid combat pilots in the galaxy will bear down on the Atlas system and try to completely eliminate the Thargoid presence before they have time to send in reinforcements on Thursday. If they fail to completely eliminate the Thargoid presence in this one system out of the four, they will have demonstrated that the Thargoids have some special reason to remain in these systems. But we can only speculate what that reason might be. Canon research scientist and potty professor LCU Nofu Likewan has written an open letter to the Pilots' Federation. This is a slightly unusual letter because it doesn't address the issue that's on the minds of research commanders everywhere, namely, where have all the bark mounds gone? And as a side note, the most boring biological life form in the galaxy, until bacterial discoloration patches were discovered, really has gone from many, if not all, of the planets that tourists used to flock to to see these comical disappointments. In common with most open letters through the ages, LCU's letter addresses a perceived wrong in the galaxy without necessarily understanding or taking account of the ramifications of his proposal. Gallant Digest now presents the distinguished and probably incontinent research fellow's unhinged ramblings without further comment. Dear Sirs, a man of my advanced years and galactic standing as a member of the Canon Council can afford one or two little luxuries in life, one of them being a state-of-the-art Saud Kruger Beluga liner with a first-class luxury stateroom and an extensive wine cellar. Indeed, it is the only vessel that can accommodate my 19th-century steam-powered cathedral organ in the Ford Observation Deck. However, I have one small complaint. It is a very large ship, and a man of my advanced years takes a whole minute to walk to the turbo lifts. Could I request that you allow me to take my SRV to the lifts? You have a very nice station. It would be a shame if I were to stumble on the way to the lifts and drop my samples. I would probably be fine in my Artemis suit, but your station... Let's uh, just say you don't want me to drop my samples. <laughs> the Affiliated Counter-Terrorism Unit, known as ACT, 
the all-superpower organisation set up to find and eliminate the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army, has admitted it doesn't know what's happened to the hardcore Theta group, the group responsible for the nine martyrs bombings that escaped from the Imperial Serene Harbour Detention Facility on the 28th of January, apparently with the help of a senior Imperial, and which is widely believed to be NMLA's last hope for causing further large-scale disruption. Senior Agent Tanya Ramirez of the Federal Intelligence Agency, who is seconded to Command Act, explained that the dark comms network used by the NMLA has so far resisted attempts to intercept and crack the ciphers, despite Federal President Jerome Archer's domestic counter-terrorism law and the collection of data pursuant to its provisions. Coupled to this... The NMLA's cell-based organisation means that one captured NMLA operative can only identify a small number of close contacts. The NMLA has been quiet in recent weeks, with just a few minor anti-personnel attacks in Imperial space that were dealt with by local police and didn't require a response from ACT. Ramirez speculated that the elimination of the Neo-Marlinist Order of Madrid may have significantly reduced the terrorist group's ability to act, but could not rule out that another major attack may occur in the future. Possibly in response to the poor reception for this press briefing, ACT later announced the recruitment of more agents from all the superpowers, from the Marlinist Constabulary, from Nova Imperial's Praetorian Guard, and perhaps, hopefully, given their reputation for always getting their man, from the Wallglass Investigations Agency. Sources close to ACT say they are not expecting any major terrorist acts this coming Thursday. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Ausgezeichnet. <laughs> 